Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be across this great land and around the world. Welcome to the Courtside Heat podcast, courtsideheat.com. We are so excited for all the brand new listeners that may be listening to us from the very first time. Welcome to all you diehards that have been with us since day one. Fun fact. I believe this is the second or third time we actually released the podcast on schedule. We're very excited about that. And you people aren't here to hear me. You are here to hear from the insider himself, the sensei, the guru, the master of all things hardwood, the man that Adrian Wojnarowski, if he had hair, only dreamed that he could be since he's a mindless twit. I get the master of ceremonies, Josh. Josh, how are you, pal? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. And correct me if I'm wrong, we are recording this on Monday, October the 5th. And uh, from what I can tell, possibly we may have ourselves a series in the NBA Finals. I don't want to get crazy with it. We shall see. we got lots to get to today. Jam-packed podcast, lots of rumor and innuendo to talk about. But before we do, CourtsideHeat.com is your place for all things hoops. We're talking about late-breaking news. We're talking about scores, analysis, insights, and highlights. We're talking about the best in video montages you'll find anywhere on the internet. You'll also find the best in product. Courtsideheat.com slash store. We are coming up on it, guys. Amazon Prime Days are coming up. We got something special for all you listeners coming up in the next week-ish. Somewhere right around in there. Also, the Macari store. Courtsideheat.store. S-T-O-R-E. I'm going to let Josh run through everything here in a second as far as hot products and whatnot. But as you guys know, sometimes you just can't, you just can't get off of social media. You're so addicted, sheeple, that you have to be on there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They say the average person spends eight hours a day on their smartphone, and 60% of that is listening to the rantings of other people. Well, if you're going to do that, why not be ranted at and informed all at the same time? That's right. Courtside Heat is on Twitter at Courtside Heat, on Parlor at Courtside Heat, which we own. We don't own Parlor. Anyway, uh, Instagram, Courtside Heat NBA, so Instagram.com slash Courtside Heat NBA, and all of that. Which one am I missing? Facebook. Okay, Siri, take it easy. And we're at Facebook.com slash Courtside Heat. But let's talk a little bit about CourtsideHeat.store. Today's October 5th. You have 80 shopping days left until Christmas. Black Friday is just a stone's throw away. And Amazon Prime Days, which is their prelim to their Black Friday special, is about a week, eight days, nine days, whatever, something out. What's hot? What's not? What's sold? Lay it on them. Oh, boy, right now, what's hot would be the LeBron James card. Like, for real. He has been on fire this entire series. Everybody's been talking about it. He's been making his name in the headlines. 
So his cards are hot. Um, RJ Barrett cards are hot right now, especially his PSA cards. They've been blowing up. Rookie cards. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, for, okay, so listen, I'm a novice at collecting cards. Maybe it's something I want to get into, something I want to get into with my kids. You just can't say PSA because PSA for old people means public service announcement. So why don't you explain to everybody what PSA means? Okay, so PSA is just a graded card. So you, it's like PSA in a number. So you go to like the back, you go to one of these places, and you try to get your card graded. They'll say it's going to be like PSA 9, which is the RJ Barrett card we have. So what, what it means is <clears throat> there are two types of ways to evaluate the value and condition of a card. One is the card itself. Is the colors good? There's no creasing, no folding, no tears, no discoloration. But an expert did not sign off on the condition. So a PSA grade means that you've had it professionally graded and certified by an expert. That's all that they do are grade all sports cards, including wrestling cards, NASCAR, football, baseball, basketball. Okay. There's an expense involved in doing that, but the higher the number, which you can go up to a 10, which means it's like so pristine mint, it's stupid, or PSA 9, where it's like near mint condition. So when Josh talks about PSA 9, means it's a big deal. He's already gone through the expense of grading this R.J. Barrett rookie card. Oh, yeah. R.J. Barrett rookie card. And, and so now you got this keepsake that after, you know, 10 All-Stars – and one finals appearance, and he's borderline, uh, you know, Hall of Fame player uh, player candidate, people are going to be dying for these cards, and you got a professionally graded one. So I just wanted to clear that up. What else we got? What else we got would be these, these really cool starting line action figures. We got players from Patrick Ewing, Daddy Jones, to Carl Malone, Johnson, all of these other guys. And you've got these new time cards. Prepare looking for old and new time rookie cards. Yeah, hang tight, hang tight for one second. So on these starting lineup, on these starting lineup figures, we got from 1994, we got 96, we got 97. We got people from Hornacek to Grandmama, Larry Johnson, Eddie Jones, which which Josh talked about. We got Grant Hill, we got Clyde the Glide Drexler. For those of you kind of like in those old school guys, we got Keith Van Horn, who runs a really cool Basketball Academy in Utah. We got Grant Hill. I think we got a couple Grant Hills. We got some Jason Kidd. We got a little Nick Van Axel. So we got a lot of years. We got 94. We got 96. We got 95. We got 97. So uh, we got some really, really cool stuff. Courtsideheat.com or dot store. Courtsideheat.store. What else you got? Well, so I got, well, we got tons of Cavaliers cards. We got Kevin Love cards. We have a really cool Connie Hawkins autograph Beckett card. Yeah, so it's actually not a card. So, so what it is is Connie Hawkins. Uh, for you guys, old schooler, old schooler, Sixer fans, and obviously Sun fans, uh, he retired out here in the Valley, and Connie Hawkins was doing something for the Boys and Girls Club, a fundraiser. He was a waiter at that fundraiser, so somebody uh, had him sign their card. Uh, saying that he was the waiter for their table uh, that night. Just a really cool piece of memorabilia, fun stuff. But, man, we got it all. We got books. We got DVDs. We just we got six sets. We got lots of stuff going on. So 
Courtsideheat.com slash store. Courtsideheat.store. That's for Macari. Come to us direct. Courtsideheat.com slash store. All right, let's start it out with Stat of the Day. Oh, I can't do that. I don't want to upset the great Dan Patrick. So let's bust out the Stat of the Day. Josh, what do you got for the plebs? Okay, what I got for you guys is that Shaquille O'Neal only made one three-pointer shot ever in his career. You think about that's pretty crazy. He only made one, but he attempted like 100. On this day in history, Shaquille O'Neal made his only three-point shot. Was it a bank? I think it was like some like seems by half court, so I think he just banked it in. It was total luck. Who was he playing with at the time? Um, was it the Suns? I can't remember. Well, you tell me. You're the one that came up with Stat of the Day. Uh, I, saw, I saw it was the Suns. Oh, my. Somebody Google it. Somebody Google it. You know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, only three-point shot. All right, what else? What else you got for Stat of the Day? Also, yeah, um, that's pretty crazy when you think about it, that even though he's a big man, even though Shaq was a big man, he still took free. He had the ugliest three-point shot. But you would think that he would made over one free pointer in his career. You would think he like made like free at least. No, no. Really? You would think. No. no. He took so many free no. pointers. No, no, not at all, not at all. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I, I don't. Maybe it was with Orlando. Oh wait! Oh uh, wait! Maybe. There it is. Yeah, it was with Orlando. Oh. That was skinny Shaq. Oh. Yeah. And it was a bank. All right. Yeah, so cool stat of the day, right? Shaq, we love you, big fella. Be well. And if anybody's interested, uh, Shaq is uh, selling his estate in Florida for a cool $44 million. Anyway, we've got lots of topics to run through today. Topic number one, we're going to touch on a little Doc Rivers. Topic number two, NBA to Olympics, a question mark. Topic three, draft. We've got some stuff happening with the draft. Four, what is the deal with Buddy Heald? I don't know. Five, NBA Finals breakdown and preview. Six, everyone's favorite sec, uh, uh, topic, prediction, sure to go Josh. And then we give a little wrap up and we're out the door. So let's hit on it. The juiciest tidbit of the week. The one thing that uh, I think is sneaky big. Doc Rivers, where'd he go, pal? Wow, Doc Rivers wasn't even on the free agent market for three days and he signed with the 76ers. He was recently, well, he wasn't recently, he split ways with the Clippers and he signed with the 76ers. So. The question has to come is, is would this be a surprising move for the 76ers? And what happened to Mike D'Antoni that was going to go to Philly because we had the whole saying that he was going to go to Philly. He was going to try to lower James Harden. So what happened? It's just because whenever Doc Rivers became a free agent, that's when the NBA just stopped and teams were focusing on him. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Look, I think from the 76ers' perspective, you're going to get two things. You're going to get a culture guy. This guy knows how to build cultures. And I know there's some rumblings coming out of the Clippers and right now that about that locker room. 
the integration of the new guys, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Maybe Doc didn't do a great job there. Uh, you know, he was a part of, nobody's really ever going to know for sure. Jerry West did an amazing job in, in getting Paul George over there. You get the Steve Ballmer factor, who's kind of like the NBA version of Jerry Jones, except really he's not as front and center as Jerry Jones. Look, uh, early grade, I think it's an A-plus for the Philadelphia 76ers. Here's what they need. Brett Brown was probably the perfect guy um, to, to be there and to try to guide this organization and team through the process and what Sam Henke was trying to do and all of that. But now it's time for them to go to the next level. So I think Doc Rivers immediately brings credibility and cachet to that locker room. When he steps in, they're going to listen because he's Doc Rivers. He played in the NBA for a lot of years. He's been a successful coach in the NBA for a lot of years. He's won an NBA title with the Boston Celtics. He's got the it factor. He's going to get these guys playing ball the way that they should be. In terms of D'Antoni, you know, here's the thing. Jeez, um, I don't know what D'Antoni's going to do or not do. He's 69 years old. Uh, he looks vibrant. He looks young. I think he can coach. It's got to be the right fit. Some people are saying Indianapolis. I don't see it. Uh, there's a lot of you know turnover there. I don't know what New Orleans is doing. I don't think New Orleans knows what they're doing. Uh, he's definitely not going to go to the Clippers. Um, you know, though they're probably looking at that retread, Tyrone Lou and you know Tyrone. The only thing he's ever done is say yes to LeBron, and that's the only reason he probably has wins in the NBA. But anyway, I don't know where D'Antoni's going. I think uh, D'Antoni may have been a play for Philly because, quite honestly, I don't think anybody expected the Clippers to lose a 3-1 to lead. And then from there, I think everybody thought, okay, they're going to run it back another year with Doc and the Clippers. I think all those sort of things. So that that's kind of my take. Yeah, because it's one thing if you lose a 3-1 like you lose, you know, you lose a three to one lead, but why to the Nuggets? Out of all teams, hey, look, he doesn't shoot the rock anymore. I mean, in, geez, in Game Seven, I mean, uh, uh, you know, George and, and Kawhi had zero points in the fourth quarter. It's ridiculous. They choked. The team choked. They never had chemistry. A lot could be said about the bubble and the situation, the circumstance, where you didn't get a full year to try to gel. But these guys are professionals. They got to figure it out. So, yeah. Um, now. This has been an interesting one that's came up between Doc Rivers and the 76ers. Can he rebuild? Can he fix the Embiid-Simmons duo? Is there any way he can do that? Well, look, this, this is an interesting thing. Um, I think, you know, first and foremost, Embiid, Embiid is a big guy. So you put him on the box. One of the things that helps a big guy, especially an athletic big man, and ask any big man in the NBA that can play with their back to the basket, they need to be able to kick out the rock to somebody that can shoot. That is not Ben Simmons. So although it seemed like it, it makes some sense and the things that they're doing and not doing and all this other kind of stuff, you know, the truth of the matter is they have no outside threat whatsoever. What Simmons does best is drive the hole. Um, uh, 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 what's his name? is Embiid is already there. I don't know what type of motion offense. I don't know the type of offense. I know that when the news broke 
Uh, Embiid uh, had some cryptic tweets that go out because we live in an era of social media. And, you know, gosh, people have a conversation. They tweet something, you know, kind of hidden or whatever it is. It'll be interesting to see what it is that they try to do. Doc Rivers is one piece. They have real salary cap problems. They got real player position problems. That is something that Elton Brand and Doc Rivers need to figure out. Yeah, yeah, sure, because let's say you do fix, like, Simmons and Embiid. How do you deal with the rest of the team? Because what are you going to do with Clive Harris and Yerga on the team? Like, I don't think – I think, to me, Al Horford and Harris just need to go somewhere after their contracts. I think if you're going to build a team around Simmons and Embiid, you got to get better shooters, you got to get better defenders. And I don't think those two guys are the type of players that are going to help Rivers – Chose team and Jello better in chemistry. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of scuttlebutt coming out of Philadelphia that Embiid was pretty upset that they didn't make a harder play, that they gave up all those assets for Jimmy Butler and they just let him walk. Uh, you know, what does this 76ers team look like a full year with uh, with Embiid uh, and and Simmons and Jimmy Butler? You know, who knows. Uh, only you know uh, that's fantasy booking at this point. If you want to know the type of cap trouble um, and salary restraints that they have, go listen to our archives. Last week we break down in detail the contracts that they're dealing with to a bunch of these fluffers. So uh, that's what we're kind of looking at. So then the question remains: you know, it, this isn't a rebuild, okay? So I know one of the things you want to talk about is this a three to four year rebuild? Absolutely not. This team has gone through the process. This is a win now team. Uh, but, you know, uh, where, where do you see them going next year if they enter the season with uh, the team that they have now? I think if they're entering with the team they have, I think they're going to have a losing season. I really do. I think they're going to have a losing record. I don't think they're going to work that well. And I think it's going to put Doc Rivers to, into a position where he has to find new players, where he has to try to reconstruct his team to fit around a team leader. And I have no idea who that would be yet. Well, they would definitely build around Ben Simmons. If there's somebody that's going to be shipped out of Philly, it's going to be Joel Embiid. That's the feeling from the front office going all the way down. I completely disagree with you. I think the Sixers, 76ers are going to be a very good team next year. I'm not saying they're better than the Heat. I'm not saying that they're better than the Celtics. I'm not saying they're better than the Raptors. I'm just saying that they're in the conversation. It'll be interesting. A lot of that has to do with what's Elton Brand going to do this offseason. We're going to find out. Topic number two. The NBA is not going to stop the next season when the Olympics come. Should that happen or should it not happen? Oh, boy, that's a really tough one. For me, I like the way I'm sorry. I like the way the NBA is going about this because with the way they're starting, with the way the NBA is trying to get on track and everything, I think there's almost have to be in the sense that you can't let your can't let your players, can't let all these people go to the Olympics because that could stop the NBA in a way for games and everything, reliable injuries. But I think by them to keep pushing on for skipping the Olympics this year, I think it will be better for the NBA and players. <coughs> Look, it was talked about, especially <coughs> in the later years of LeBron, Kobe especially, When you have elite NBA players that are on the elite teams, when you start talking about 
the amount of miles that's being put on their bodies between an 82-game schedule, maybe sometimes going all the way up to the NBA Finals. Then you have, then you have camps. You have training camps for the Olympic. You got pre-Olympic games. You got all this stuff that happens, right? Uh, it, it, it is a tremendous, tremendous amount of extra playing minutes that really takes, especially as players get older, i.e. LeBron, i.e. Kobe at the end. It takes a huge toll. I think they should absolutely, positively, not, not send NBA athletes to the Olympics. Uh, I just, I think this is a bad timing for it. Sometimes you just got to say, look, this is our farm system. This is our college. These are our G League guys. Look, you're telling me our G League guys can't, you know, go and kick kick the crap out of Greece? I think that we can. I think this is an ego thing. I think the NBA needs to keep moving forward. We're going to see, but I, I think that, yeah, no pro athletes this Olympics around. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm not really sure that people actually care as much about the Olympics especially our pro ball players playing the Olympics post-dream team, unless something bad happens and then people get engaged because people like that salacious crap. So that's just kind of my take on it. Topic number three. Draft news is ahead, Josh. Is Desmond Bain a good choice for your Phoenix Suns? Well, yeah, okay, so we've been getting into draft against the NBA draft. We've been getting so many news, so much news coming. From the Phoenix Suns, well, mainly from James Jones, GM of the Suns, because he's been showing high interest in Desmond Bain, because he likes those kind of players that have veteran skills, that have traits, that know, know the rules, that will fit well, and that's something that Jones sees and likes in players. I think this would be a great choice for the Suns, because I think he would fit well with the size, I think he would know his role, depending on how many minutes he gets, where he's put at. I think he could easily gel with Devin Booker, Ricky Rubio, DeAndre Ang, Oubre for sure. I think he could be put in that rotational, um, saying like going in and out, starting lines, thing like that. I think to me, Desmond Bain will be a great shooter, a great outside shooter. He can easily drive for sure. I think this is something that Suns would want to get. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I can't disagree with anything you said. Um, here's what I know around draft time, is that there's so much disinformation uh, being spread out there amongst GMs, amongst organizations, uh, to get people, you know, off the scent, so to speak, right? So, look, Desmond Bain, TCU, he's actually coming from um, – uh, Jamie uh, Jamie Dixon, the old pit head coach, is the head coach down there at TCU. Um, is look is Damon is Desmond Bain? Uh, uh, I don't know. Is he going to be an impact player? I, I don't know. I don't. You know, this whole draft this year is really difficult. Typically, five through ten is super difficult. We haven't had a great history. We meaning the the Suns pronouns. Anyway. Um, we we don't have a good history of drafting well, uh, so we're gonna you know we're gonna see. Uh, look, those are all things that we need. We need more shooting, we need more rotational shooting, we need more guys that are gonna spread the floor. But I'm also here to tell you, right? 
that what is this guy? Is this guy a shooting guard or a point guard? I can't remember. Is he a shooting guard or a point guard? Shooting guard or point guard? So part point guard, shooting guard, right? So look, we got a lot of these combo guys. I, I you know, Rubio's like 117. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, who even knows if he's going to be here? I don't know. All I know is this time of year, a lot of disinformation, but we do need a guy that can shoot it. We do need a guy that can spread the floor. We do need a guy that needs to handle the rock. We do need a guy that, that can spell somebody at the point guard when Rubio is out. Um, you know, Booker should not have to be the one, you know, bringing the rock up, facilitating all that. The offense goes through him, of course. But it doesn't mean that he needs to be the point guard. Is Desmond Bain that guy? I don't know. It's going to be pretty interesting. James Jones has done an okay job. Uh, nothing significant. The only thing that he's done right thus far, in my opinion, uh, is Monty Williams. So we'll see. Topic number cuatro. How professional is Buddy Heald being with his attitude? Oh, boy. Um, Buddy Heald. He's been having some real major problems with the Kings, of course, with Luke Wallen, of course, the head coach of the Kings. Because you got to remember back in February, he said he had trust. He called out Luke Wallen saying he had trust problems because he felt like he should have got more minutes. When he got benched for Bogdan Bonovan, and when he was being put into his new role, now he's being very unprofessional because he's not even returning the calls, answering to Luke Wallen. He's just ignoring him. I don't know why he's ignoring the Kings. He signed this great contract. And to me, if you're going to be like a leader type player, I see you need to act like And I see him being very unpro unprofessional because there's different ways to handle your frustration. Because it's not like he's getting limited minutes. Sure, he was benched, but he's still a really good player on that team. The team recognizes that. And now he's just being very unprofessional and just trying to get his way. The NBA players today really don't know the art of business. Uh, Buddy Heald hasn't done anything in this league to where he could just hit the silence button and freeze out Luke Walton. Um, these guys are the most codified baby five, overindulged group of athletes that the NBA has seen in a long time. Uh, Buddy Heald um, was far too overhyped coming out of Oklahoma. He's a nice player. <clears throat> nobody is ever going to say they want to build a franchise around Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald is an ancillary player. Uh, he's a starter, but he's nobody that you build your team around. So Buddy Heald signing that contract for $94 million. I think that Sacramento has got to you know, draw a line in the sand. This is going to be it. And either he mans up, he understands how to be a professional, start being more consistent in his play, especially being more consistent on the detailed end. It's something that we need to do, period, end of discussion. If you can't do it, then you have a $94 million paperweight. It's time for these owners and these general managers. People, look, Alonzo Ball is going to try to do the same exact thing to get it out of New Orleans. He wants to make that play to New York. The, the, the problem is right now that the NBA players have too much power, but and having power and having say of what happens is important but not at the detriment of the league, the detriment of the team, and that's exactly what's happening. Uh, if you have somebody like a, a, a Kawhi Leonard doing this sort of thing, well, you know, he's got stock. I mean, he, he's proven himself. He's a proven commodity. He's a winner. The funny thing about it is playing for somebody like Popovich, he laid into Tim Duncan daily for 10, 15 years. 
and I'm uh, and I'm sure that he benched Duncan at certain times. I mean, he did things. Duncan never did that sort of crap. That's the crap that that these entitled, overindulged stars do today. Buddy Heald, you haven't done anything. You haven't done anything of value. You haven't done anything for Sacramento. You haven't done anything for the Kings. You haven't proven yourself. You haven't sniffed an all-star team. You haven't done anything. Shut up. Become a better player. Figure it out. Open up the line of communication. Work with Lou Walton. Do what it is that you need to do to be successful. All right? You didn't have any problems listening to people when they offered you $94 million. When you offered $94 million, right? So now it's time to live up to that contract because, quite honestly, that $94 million paid you on potential, not what it is that you've done. Bite me, buddy healed. That big number. Cinco! The NBA Finals. Breakdown and preview. Josh, what's happening? Oh, I am so happy right now. that Because you should have seen me on social media last night. I was pumping up Jimmy Bauer. I was so happy for the Heat. Because they kept the lead. They kept control of this game. They made sure nothing went wrong. Jimmy Bauer did everything in his power to make sure that he won. And now they're seeing two. Now they're 1-2. Only one game behind time the series. And Jimmy Bauer just laid waste to everybody on the Lakers team. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, with Bam out, Dragic out. Uh, this is, look, it's always Jimmy's team. Let's start there. And... Even if those guys come back for game four, um, everything's got to go through Jimmy. Uh, it just does. For this team to have a chance on any level, it's got to go through him. Uh, the question becomes this, and I think, it, is, it, is it a momentum thing? Or is this the thing that just naturally happens in a series? You're crushing a team. You're getting overconfident. Um, uh, LaDunce even said after the game last night, we're not worried about the heat win. Uh, uh, nobody wrote me notes, so I don't know what to say after a game. Look, uh, I, I hate to say this. If Bam come back, Dragic come back for game four, I'm hoping it becomes interesting again. The truth of the matter is, I, I think this is, I, I think they lose 4-1. Do I want it to go seven games? Do I want the heat to take them? Of course. But I think it's just one of those things. I think I think the Lakers stepped off the, the, uh, the gas pedal last night. Um, even when they got up big, I, I, I guarantee you that the, the Lakers' mindset is they're going to burn themselves out. We'll chip away at the lead. When that didn't happen, the truth of the matter is LeBron probably said, you know what, I'm going to live to fight another day. And I know there's controversy with the Lakers walking off the court with a few seconds to play. I mean, the guy's a puss. He's disrespectful in every aspect of his life. But it's really not that big of a deal. Move on, people. We got other things that we can talk about. Look, it all comes down to game four. I mean, right? I mean, you know that. The Heat go down 3-1, it's over. And it's just a matter of time. Nobody's going to beat this Lakers team three straight games. However, if they win game four, now you're playing best out of three. You put everything behind you. And let's be honest. I mean, uh, maybe you know I don't. Even if Dragic and Adebayo come back, I mean, I don't think they'll be at 100%. Do you? No. No, not at all. Dragic has... A left foot injury, left foot tear. Um, oh, that, is it that plantar fasciitis? Yeah. That's painful. Oh, yeah. It, he's, already, he's already rolling himself out for game four. So oh, he's out? Yeah, he's oh, okay. saying there's a low chance of him playing. So it just comes down to next strand, bam, blah, blah, blah. But even with him coming back, here's the thing. If you want to be successful, 
give to Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler will just keep going and going to the hoop. He won't stop. Because that's all he did last game because he did not take one free pointer. He scored 40 points all in the paint, all right there. Physicality. I mean, uh, that that's it's it's ball control. It's physicality. The Heat have to get out to a big lead. They got to keep their foot on the gas. They got to keep taking the hold. They got to win the battle of the free throws. They got to do that. Anthony Davis is soft. LeBron, well, LeBron's not soft, but he doesn't play a physical style, right? Um, if look, if Jimmy, like uh, you and I were talking off air, and, and I said, you know, one guy. One guy can make a difference. I mean, I'm not going to listen. He's no Jordan. He's no Kobe. Um, is he? He's Pippen like. Yeah, I think Pippen likes actually a, a pretty good, a pretty good way to look at it. But the truth of the matter is, is that, um, you know, can he take him all the way to the title? I don't know. Momentum and confidence do a strange thing. I happen to think that an O2 deficit is just way too much. That this is one of those things where the Lakers took their foot off the gas. And now, you know, they got that single win. Let's hope it goes to 2-2. And now we can have some interesting basketball. I mean, I like to see a little of that. that get, the, the NHL is different with Stanley Cup overtime hockey. But, man, when you get into Game 6, Game 7 of NBA basketball, it's back and forth. And you remember, you know, just even recent memory for you plebes out there, you know, when uh, Golden State was playing the Cavaliers. I mean, that was some fun basketball, man. It was like Curry wasn't going to miss. LeBron wasn't going to miss. And it just it, it made for basketball. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. Listen, my prediction sure to go wrong was, you know, I had the heat. I mean, obviously, we're, we're, still, we're still in it. But you can't go down 3. I don't think you can go down 2-0 to the Lakers and come back and win. You certainly can't go down 3-1 to the Lakers and, and assume to come back and win. So we're going to find out. So, yeah, I mean, look uh, – just as an NBA basketball fan, I wanted to go seven. You know, yeah. I don't want this season to go out like a whimper. It kind of came as a whimper. We had the the start, the stop, the bubble, the bib, the bib. We had all this kind of stuff. If we could end the NBA season on a high note, man, that would be awesome. Less talk about the tank and uh, tank of ratings and all the other silliness involved with the NBA. If we actually talk about a little ball, that'd be really really nice. So yeah, we'll see. You know, this time next week. Uh, when we come on to the podcast, or we'll have a championship special podcast. Yeah. If somebody wraps up before Monday, we're definitely going to cut a podcast before then for you guys, and we'll kind of break down the whole thing and review. Uh, maybe Josh and I will, you know, uh, we'll we'll pick out the best highlights and and kind of do a watch along. We'll we'll figure out something so something kind of cool. So yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully this thing is still going on by the, this time next week, and we're talking about the, the game seven and how cool that would be. So Spolster's the guy that can. Uh, uh, run this team to do that. So, so yeah, right on, man. All right, the final topic of the day, topic number six: predictions. Sure to go wrong. That was pretty good. <laughs> I held that note pretty good. Who is taking game four, five, and six? The truth of the matter is, we talked about. All this stuff last week when we gave our finals predictions. Um, so let me ask you. Let's change it up. Is LeBron going to end this in the next two games, Josh? No, I don't think so. I think it will be 
he take a game, Lakers take the game. But no, LeBron's not going to take it. Because I think Jimmy got a lot of fight, and I don't think he's ready to give it up, ready to leave the bubble. And I don't think he wants to give the title to LeBron either. Yeah, no. Look, I, th- I think Jimmy really wants to show us, whereas I'm with you. I don't. Look, I picked the Heat at the start of the series like you did, right? So I'm going to roll with that. But I think LeBron takes the next two games. Um, yeah, I think I think the, Cl- uh, the Clippers, the Lakers win a close one to go up 3-1. to one. I mean, that'll kill. I think the Heat will probably go up early. They'll lose the lead, you know, some last second sort of thing. And it just it tears the heart out of, uh, out of the Miami Heat. But like I said, I think I, I'm hoping for the Heat. But I think the LeBron takes the next two. And kiddos, that is it for this week. By the way, little sneaky note, we didn't touch on it. Guys, keep your eye out. What's that kid's name from Georgia again? Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The kid from Georgia, top three pick. We're hearing right now, Josh and I are hearing, he's falling down the draft board. Golden State Warriors don't want him. They question how much he loves the game, cares about winning, or if he's just doing this for dough and for the ladies. So that seems to be – look, somebody that talented isn't going to fall too far down, but that's something to watch. Really interesting to watch draft news. If you guys have anything on that, tweet us, at Courtside Heat. Uh, give us some links. Give us some insider tips. And, guys, um, if you've made it to the end, and something we should start talking about in the beginning, we are always looking for talented writers at Courtside Heat. So if you're interested, maybe you run a blog now, or maybe you just want to be a writer. You've got a passion about basketball. You've got a passion about sports, and you really want to start doing this whole thing. Uh, just go through the site. Click on Contact Us. Uh, drop us a message. Be happy to take a look at it. I don't know if you have a place in there where they can attach a file or anything to shoot off. How would somebody uh, submit something to you to see if you're interested in having them write for you? So yeah, pretty much just email us. Just go to Gmail, just write a message at courtsideheat13 at gmail.com. And yeah, just share us your ideas, share us what you think will be a, a, a good article. Then we'll just be messaging back and forth. And the great thing about it, it's completely free. So, you're, so you can do whatever you want. And yeah, you'll, you'll get your, uh, your name on the offer and everything. Yeah, courtsideheat13 at gmail.com. You can always hit us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor, YouTube. And you can say, yo, I want to write for Courtside Heat. We'll tell you uh, uh, how to connect up with us there. Courtsideheat.com slash store is where you're going to find all of your cool NBA collectibles, cards, books, DVDs, and mo. Right there at courtsideheat.com slash store. Courtsideheat.store. That's our Mercari stuff. Listen, stuff goes fast. I don't care what it is. Stuff goes fast. We still got a Zion Williamson rookie card. It's sick. That would make a sick Christmas gift. And anything else before we kind of close up shop on this podcast episode? Anything? My last words would be that the Heat are going to be winning this thing in seven because I'm a Heat fan. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Listen. One other thing, guys, we just launched our inaugural newsletter. Josh has put together some really cool stuff. Get over to courtsideheat.com. A pop-up will pop up. Throw in your name. Throw in your email address. We're giving you guys insider information that you won't see on our socials and our website. It's all there for you. We'd love to connect with you that way. 
Instagram, Courtside Heat, NBA, Twitter, Courtside Heat, Facebook, Courtside Heat, Parlor, Courtside Heat, YouTube, Courtside Heat, and soon to be Rumble, we think. Anyway, until next time, for the man, the myth, the legend, the hardwood hero, Josh, this is Jason. Hope you guys enjoy the NBA Finals. Get prepped for the draft. We'll see you again on the Courtside Heat Podcast. Good night now.